Hi, how's it going? Welcome back to the Manufacturing Come Up. I'm your host, Malachi Greb. Today, we have a special guest, Keegan Dillon. Welcome to the show, Keegan. Hey, Malachi. Great to be here. Thanks for being on your show. Let me be on your show. I think uh, last time you were on mine when I kicked off my uh, podcast. So yeah, good to be on yours. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Definitely love to have another business owner on here as well. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of partial to it. I, I like to have business owners to talk business owner things and how people, you know, take that path and, and take the leap to, to get to where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely um, something I like to talk to as well. And, you know, also when we're talking to these people, I like to kind of venture into different areas, right? So we're not always talking to the same type of people, but, you know, get different backgrounds within the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Where did it all start? Where did your, your industrial <laughs> manufacturing, what sure. got you in space? Yeah. So um, I started off, got my degree from Ferris State University in the Weld Engineering Technology Program. Then from there, I jumped into uh, consulting as a weld engineer for Roman Engineering Services. Did that for a little over a year, year and a half or so. Then I went to uh, RE Automated as one of their uh, weld engineers. Did that for a few years. Um, you know, traveled the world. I think I, you know, between the six, seven years I did that, I did 50 some different plants, four different countries, you know, learned how to do MIG, TIG, uh, spot welding, uh, projections, you know, everything basically in the welding industry, except laser. I never really got into laser too much. Um, and then from there, I think I did, uh, spent some time in Thailand, Mexico, a handful of times, Canada, a handful of times. And like I said, just traveling all over the States. Um, and then I actually ended up going to Stanley engineered fastening as an application engineer for their stud welding systems, did that for a few years. Then I actually got, uh, an opportunity to go to Germany with them working in their innovation team, mm. did that for two years, lived in Germany. And that's what really opened my mind to a lot of things. We were looking at, um, you know, all sorts of new technologies and, you know, different, different ways of manufacturing vehicles. So it really just like opened Pandora's box for me, I guess is the easiest way to explain it. Um, and then from there, you know, my mind's just been business oriented ever since, uh, ended up starting, uh, my company joiner services, um, you know, at the end of 2020, basically beginning of 21, um, you know, got my first project basically six months in, which, you know, the start, that's the hardest part, right? The first one, always the toughest to, to get started in. Um, and then last year was our first full year. I like to say, uh, we 10 X, uh, our original, uh, first year and looking to 10 X again this year, which is the plan. And then I also started a, a new, new business, um, here in January called, uh, finding automation. Basically that company is dedicated towards just finding automation, whether it's industrial, residential products, um, learning and, you know, training opportunities, and then also the, the latest automation news. Um, and then as, as you know, I also run my own podcast. I, I got a lot here. Um, that co it's called, um, engineers and automation. And basically I just do, um, 20 to 30 minute interviews on individuals in the industry, like yourself, like I said earlier, I think you were my second guest that I had on, um, and just kind of learn about their background and how they got, they got yeah. started. So sim similar to, to the show. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. I think whenever I originally started this, th this podcast, I kind of was really wanting to tailor more towards like kind of your same, uh, genre of guests. And 
it just kind of worked out that it like just kept getting people who are like the CEOs of, of, you know, yeah. other automation companies or other manufacturing facilities. And it's like, you know, definitely, you know, definitely like it's nice to take on like people with like those type of accolades that have like made yeah, yeah. major career successes. And, uh, you know, but the, the main, the main objective is to like influence people throughout their career to, to, you know, further themselves, you know, navigate whenever they have no clue, uh, especially like people who are not even in the industry yet. Like they have no idea where to go, how to get there. Like they're clearly lost. And, and that's, you know, I think you and you touched on it and that's exactly what I try to do. Right. It's helping people that may not be in the industry or people that already are in the industry, helping them learn and see where these individuals got to where they, they are now, you know, and their background and their story behind that. I think that's mm-hmm. super important to tell to also get people involved um, you know, just to know that, Hey, I could, you know, I, I maybe didn't go to school or, you know, I'm afraid to start my own business and, and look at these other individuals that did that and where they are now with some, yeah. some, you know, hard work and dedication to their craft. Absolutely. When did the, when did your mind start to adapt to business? And also another question before that, do you, you listen to Grant Cardone? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now when you said the 10X, that's probably where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. I read his, <laughs> I read his book on that. It really, to be honest, um, I read it last, last year, the year before, I can't, can't remember. Um, I do a lot of the audio books when I'm doing yard work. And one of the things that really hit me with him and that book in particular was, you know, even if you reach for that 10X um, and you don't make it, it's probably better than what you would have, right? If you would have said, Oh, mm-hmm. I just want to double okay, well then you're, you're, you set your goal so small, but if you try to 10 X it and maybe you only, you know, get five times or six times, yeah. that's still better than probably what you may have been. If you yeah. would have said, Oh, you know, I want to have a small goal. Right. So reach for the stars. That's what I suggest to everybody on that. Yeah. And like, it goes into the thing, like it takes more action than what you think. So like, if you said, I'm going to two X and you shoot for two X, you're probably not going to actually hit two X. You're probably going to hit 1.5 X, you know? Yeah. And- Another, yeah. Another great point. Yeah. Yeah, a big, a big, uh, you know, for a long period of time, I really didn't like Grant Cardone's. So I listened to Gary Vanderchucks and all these different individuals, and I think listening to those type of people or, uh, or just any of these podcasts, things like this, are like really one of the major things that that adapted my mind to be business oriented. Yeah. Uh, so it's like extremely important to listen to those things. But like uh, for him, his number one thing for me is the the book seller be sold, and it's just because I'm not like a very good salesperson, and so like I have to think of the mentality of like. If I'm not if I'm not selling this person on our services or whatever it is we have to offer, then essentially they're selling me, you know. And if I, and if I feel like I have a good product, and 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 this product is going to help support them, you know, through automation, you know, it's our business. But uh, yeah, they're essentially missing out, and, that, and you have to come at it with that type of mindset of like, people are missing out if you don't sell them the thing that you have to offer them. Yeah, and they, and they don't buy. know, right? So that's yeah. that's one of my hardest parts right now with joiners. I've got now I've some very good self-employed contractors on the platform. You know, some top-level people, ten years experience in their craft. You know, really, really good. But now it's how do you, how do you reach out to new clients and say, hey, look, we may be a little more expensive than what you're traditionally used to, but these these people are top-tier talent. Um, so for me, that's definitely the hard part within the business right now. Cause I'm, I'm an engineer at heart. So this, like you said, the sales is <laughs> difficult. That's definitely yeah. a challenge that I've struggled with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm I'm still cha- I'm still challenged with it. I'm actually spending like all my time on the on the sales aspect of things just to like sharpen myself. And uh, yeah, the the biggest one that I, that I've really been uh, studying on is like objections. I notice mm-hmm. like that's my biggest thing when it comes to sales and, and like where I really struggle. It's whenever the conversation goes in another way and like yeah. you know if, if if it's just a good friendly conversation and we're just going with it, but if they start like kind of almost. Um, Get into a little bit of like an interrogation mode. Yeah. Or what about this? What about that? What about yeah. this? That's kind of the, the pushback. Yeah. yeah, the pushback. Right. Yeah. If you can't deal with that objection, then like you pre- you can pretty much lose your lose the deal or lose you know lose confidence in the customer, which yeah. is re- really what it really well, will. And I think that you just touched on too is is a big one, um, especially working with newer clients. It's just you know you want to make sure you do have that confidence. Cause I feel like if they do see you crack or like, uh, does, does he really have these great people or mm-hmm. not? You know, then that's where they, they see an opening and say, Oh no, you know, we'll continue using who we're using now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in some cases, right. I, that, that may be better for them. Uh, you know, not, maybe not for everybody, but, um, try, try mm-hmm. to find the best people and, you know, just let our reputation speak for itself. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to the original question, yeah, what, what is it? <laughs> what is it that 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 where you started to really kind of shift and in, into being business minded? Um, you know, you know, like I said, when I was in Germany, there, it just seeing all the new technologies and all these new startup companies that we worked with, lots of different people, different perspectives. Uh, our team was truly international. Uh, we had we had individuals from India, the states, all over Europe. Um, all working in, in one building and just the different ideas that, that we saw there, it, like I said, it kind of opened Pandora's box for me and I can't put it mm-hmm. back in. So everything I'm constantly thinking of new ideas. My wife yells at me all the time because I'll be up at the middle of the night thinking about toothbrushes. How can we make toothbrushes better? You know, just crazy <laughs> stuff like that stuff that's not even in my field. And I'm like, Oh, well, maybe we can try this or, yeah. you know, this isn't, this isn't invented yet. Can somebody make, make that? So, yeah. You know, when yeah. I was over there, that that really kind of, you know, opened my mind to a lot of things. And then, you know, just being so automation related and focused, that's what really kind of pushed me, you know, okay, what what other things can I do in this industry? And that's that's when I came up with the the idea for Joiner Services, you know, kind of a online platform for contractors to build their own profiles, similar to like a LinkedIn. And then our clients basically are able to post projects on the platform and then they can also look at the contractors that are there and say, oh, is this person available? Um, so that really kind of, I was like, oh, well, there's nothing really like that out there. Um, there. Currently right now, there's about one other company that's doing somewhat similar to what I am. But other than that, there's there's really no one. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's yeah. unique. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even, even like the technology front of things, like I think if you could do like this, the, the app, user interface like really yeah. well like just like develop an app and and just have like just like all the i don't know how to put it like even like you know some of the companies that are are out there that are that are doing something similar it's like it's kind of just now like starting to become app friendly and like you yeah. know i think even even two years ago there wasn't even an app for it at all so it's like yeah. it's only you know computer computer only and uh it's, it's like a huge sector that, especially on like the technical, I think the biggest part is like the services are there, right? It's the yeah. user interface interface portion of it. That's like really, really missing. Well, and I think that's too, what some of these, you know, companies like Uber, you have 
uh, you know, Rabbit does like some of the uh, lawn care stuff. So there's a bunch of different companies that do sort of what we do at Joiner, but in different sectors. And I think mm -hmm. that's what took them the longest. So, you know, I did some research into those companies and how long it took them to develop apps and to develop their their system that they use now, you know, Fiverr, Upwork, all of those are somewhat similar yeah. to what I'm doing just not in this related field but you know it took them a long time to figure things out and then once once they do hit and, and then the ball just starts rolling so yeah that's that's the the one challenge we haven't started that um with joiner yet eventually you know that that's definitely the goal is to be able to make it super app friendly do everything um through the app whether it's payroll um time sheets uh, expense reports stuff like that yeah yeah that's awesome i think that uh you know, it's just, it, it's extremely important to, to like, just keep that innovation going and, and keep striving to, to, to do that. It's like, say for instance, like for elite, like, you know, the, 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 the portion of our project, we're basically doing, you know, automation type of work. Right. But the, really the end goal is to do more innovative things. Right. But you gotta have, you gotta have the capital there to back it up and be able to yeah. afford like, you know, developers and R and D engineers and, and, products and materials that you know you, that you can't really afford it at first you know you got to create that. well and that's the thing you got to make sure too you have the right experts in the field that know that that know some history behind it so then when they do see something new and unique oh yeah i can use this experience that i had over here and that oh that might not be exactly that but i can adjust to it and make it you know and make something work and make it viable absolutely absolutely what well, whenever you know you is working uh like nine to five did you did you anticipate at some point in time i'm gonna start a company or did um yeah know? so during covid um everyone in the organization got uh laid off for you know fridays basically and so i took that opportunity to uh grow a business <laughs> you know um I, i'm a workaholic i uh, you know i you know, working 80 some hours a week right now, probably 80, 90 yeah, mm -hmm. at the min, um, you know, so I'm working on my, my companies and, you know, it's just one of those opportunities that I don't know what to do with myself. If I'm on a 32 hour work week, yeah. I got to do something. Right. So mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, my friends work at Ford, GM, Chrysler, et cetera, that started side companies during that time as well. A lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of people did, you know, around the country, I think yep. during 2020, the most LLCs were ever filed during that year. Right. Yeah. So people just venturing out, whether they're cooking or doing something else. So that's, that's what I did. Just took advantage of the quote unquote downtime. And uh, that's when I started. Awesome. Yeah. I think, I think taking the leap for, uh, to just start a company is like, is it's a pretty big leap and it, it could be like very like mentally challenging for some people. Like I think that I legalized the company about like six months before I, before I jumped in, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't go a hundred percent full time with it until like January, I think January 30th of 2020 was, was like the, yeah. the day, the day I went full, full time with it. You know, I did some back end stuff, building out website and, you know, yeah. getting email domains and things like that. Getting it set up and ready. Yeah. Yeah. Getting it set up and ready and legalized and all that good stuff. Um, and so, like, I knew, and I knew probably like a good six months before. Actually, I knew, I knew two years before that. Yeah. And I was well, like, and, and a lot of people do in your situation, <laughs> right? A lot of people, hey, I'm, 
I'm thinking about this and they just sit there and think, think, think then, but finally it's just, Hey, we got to jump the gun and do it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's actually one thing I'll, I'll mention is especially with, with joiners, since I use a lot of self-employed individuals, I talk to people all the time, like, Oh, you know, I've thought about going out alone independently, but you know, I just don't know where to find work or I don't know how to get insurance for the company, or I don't you know what to do about retirement or benefits and all that stuff. And what we've done, we've actually partnered with a handful of companies to make it easier. So when people do come to us with that, Oh, you know, I've thought about doing this the last couple of years. It's like, Oh, have you? Well then here, reach out to some of our partners. They can also help you. So they don't have that, you know, added stress of trying to find some, you know, oh, who do I go to talk to about accounting or, hey, legal services, who am I supposed to talk to? Um, we we reach out to those individuals and companies and, and partner with them to say, hey, if you need anything, reach out to this person, right? So there's a phone number to call, there's an email. And, and I found that that's really, really helpful for, for people as well. Absolutely. And then whether they want to use them or not, that's up to them. But at least, Absolutely. hey, we have those those services. And, yep. you know, for me as well, that was always the big thing, you know, jumping out on your own. Like, okay, well, who do I talk to? What do I do? I mean, mm -hmm. it took me, like you said, almost six months to find all these people. So, um, yep. you know, and partners, I'll say. Yeah. So it is something that, that you definitely have to talk and think yep. about when going out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like an extremely good uh, and valuable uh, assistance to add to them. Cause like you said, it's going to cater to them not feeling like, you know, they're taking such a big leap. Yeah. Like a lot of those things that, that feel like the major barriers kind of can get dissolved. Yeah. I wish, I wish kind of, I wish somebody would have told me to, to start using QuickBooks sooner. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my, my cousin, he's, he's my, uh, financial accountant and, uh, that's what he uses. So we got hooked up right instantly and oh man, so great. Yeah. Um, I would say the bill pay, I wish we would have started using first cause I was using ACH payments, uh, mm -hmm. through my bank and you know, you get a, you get a fee on that every time you use it every month. So now you can just go straight through QuickBooks without the fee or anything. So that's what we've yeah. been doing all, all year this year. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing for me is like, you know, with us doing system integration work and most of it being like capital project, yeah, things are, you know, categorized by a project and there's not a lot of transactions, right? Like most time we, we, when we place, when we receive purchase orders, we really only see, receive, you know, a handful of them in a year, uh, at least as of right now. And, and when we send out when we send out purchase orders, it's generally a handful of them in a year. We try to put as many components on one on one purchase order as we potentially can, and you know, so it's it's quite minimal on the bookkeeping side of things. Yeah. But still, whenever you go from from doing that in like a Google Sheet or something, and, and then you you know need to file taxes, it's like oh, huh? This would been much easier just kind of hit a button that says. Yeah. Well, in, in that too, right there. Yeah. I forgot even about that. Right. So all of our contractors, you know, come tax time in January, all the, all the documents go out to them mm -hmm. uh, through QuickBooks. So yeah, definitely a sh yeah. shout out to QuickBooks here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we pay are we paid by QuickBooks for this video? Yeah. I think things like that are super important. Um, you know, for me, it's like, I, I it seemed like you definitely kind of like just jump. You're like, dude, I'm doing this. Um, for me, it was like much slower. I took I took one year one year of I'm gonna do everything I can to to try to grow this company I'm in, and and we'll see where things go. If I feel like things are moving in the right direction, uh, then I'll stay. And, and if they don't, then I'll then I'll leave. And you know, through that one year, there was definitely progression. Things definitely had moved forward. We we're doing 
like twice the size and projects, but there was still like, there was like a thing that just wasn't right. Like no matter what it wouldn't, you know, you know, at least in my mind, wasn't ever going to be able to grow to, a, to the spot that I, that I needed it to grow to support my ambition. Right. And so, uh, you know, that was about one year before I, before I left. And then for that next year I had in my mind, like basically I'm going to start a company, you know, I've already, you know, done what I could to try to get this company where I think it should. And I, and I continued to do that while I was there. Yeah. Um, but then I just had my mind like kind of more set and wrapped around, like looking at things like business minded, like, Oh, like employees are mad because of this. Like if we, if we did this with our, with our payroll or vacations or, or whatever it may be. Right. Like, but just looking at all, looking at the, how the business is operating as a whole and just educating myself with other individuals like Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone's, all those, all those yep. guys. Patrick, but David is actually uh valuetainment is the yep. probably yep. the number one for like actual business advice. That was like tangible, like hard data type of advice, you know? Well, if you got any books of his, let me know. <laughs> Patrick, but David. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got a, Oh gosh. I'll throw it. I'll throw it on my Audible list and uh, gotcha. you know, listen to it next time. Well, it's springtime here now, so we'll finally uh, listen to it and do yard work. <laughs> I'll shoot. I'll shoot you something over. <laughs> yeah, I think those things are critical. Like especially like I mean I don't know like how much of that was like you know made my mind super expansive, but like definitely like I don't know like even now it's like I don't look at myself as necessarily just being a business owner, but like to want to operate like one of the largest companies in the world, like that's a whole nother thing, right? There's a lot of yeah. people that start a company and they want to run a company or be a business owner or whatever. But then they, a lot of people kind of just stop there. They don't really have the ambition to go past that or, right. you know, um, you know, maybe they just want to make a million a year, or make $250,000 a year, take home or something like that. Yeah. Whatever good. that number is to you yeah. that you're satisfied with. Right. And that's yeah. different for everybody. You know, some yeah. people have, Hey, I want to make a hundred grand and, and I run into it on the contracting side. Right. It's some guys, Hey, I want to make a hundred grand and then yeah. I'm good for the year. Yeah. Um, other guys shoot. You couldn't give them enough work. You couldn't give them enough hours. Yeah. They want more. Um, so it just depends on, on what you want, especially as a, you know, if you're self-employed and or, you know, a business owner, you got to figure out to you what is that goal, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I have a goal in my head, but once I hopefully reach it, right, I know that's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. just like you, right? When you start, it's like, hey, I need my first sale. I want to make my first hundred grand. Okay. And now, okay, now I want to make my first million in revenue, right? And so the yeah, goals yeah. just keep changing. And then what I always like to do to kind of ground myself a little bit i do a monthly revenue tracking and i look back every now and then and say wow man i just wanted to get my first sale look at me now look at how much i'm doing a month now mm -hmm. um you know so that kind of puts things in perspective because i used to remember man if i could just make 10 grand a month in revenue okay that's great you know and then yeah. now you know i'm looking at you know crazy higher numbers and saying man if i could just do that <laughs> you know but yeah, yeah. it's also good to just kind of put it back in perspective be grateful for where you are now but also yeah. remember the hard work that you put in to get yourself there yep yeah absolutely absolutely i think for a business owner you can easily get tied up in like looking at other people's success and being like, I'm not where I want to be at, or you look at some company or some other person, they've been in business 10 years and you know, you're, you're comparing yourself to something like that. It's like people, they have like seven more years on you. Like you. Yeah. Or, you know, a company that's, you know, been around for a long time and you're like, well, Hey, you know, I, I know I've got a better product or a service, mm -hmm. um, you know, but you know, how to, how do you get it out there for other people to find and, 
And I think, you know, like we talked about earlier, that's, that's the challenging part where you may have the better product, you may have the better services, you may have the better team, um, you know, and you may be coming at a lower price point. Uh, but you know, it's just how do you get yourself out there in front of, front of the client and express that. And, and like I said, it kind of goes back into the sales sales funnel. Yeah, absolutely. How has your overall sales process been? Um, so, so really good. We get, uh, probably half of the people that reach out to me are through LinkedIn. The other half are through Google. Um, I, I've got pretty good SEO, uh, for the company, uh, being only, you know, two years old now. So our website's getting decent amount of traffic through Google, which helps. Um, There's all know, organic. So, oh, say that again. All organic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. No ads, no nothing. So yeah. if you search, you know, contract weld engineer, we'll, we'll come up behind, you know, indeed and LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter. Nice. Um, so we're, we're up there. Same thing with contract uh, robot programmer. We're right up there. Um, so that's how we, we get a lot of new clients that reach out, yeah. uh, that aren't, uh, you know, if I'm focused here in the Metro Detroit area, people that are outside of that realm, that's how I'm getting a lot of those is through Google. Mm, yeah. I think, it, I think it's like something that's like very important for like businesses. I mean, it depends on your sector that you're in, but like, yeah, I feel like we're definitely in a sector where like that gap hasn't really been bridged. Like. Yeah. I feel like the, like the marketing and for like industrial related things, like there's just not, you know, not a lot of information and a lot of what I've noticed. I, I work with a really good marketing team that I, that I use, um, you know, so he, this guy knows what he's doing. And I've noticed that too, right? A lot of industrial websites, you can tell were built by engineers, right? They, <laughs> they, you know, they're just kind of, plain and blocky and, and there's not not a lot of information on it so yeah. um it's definitely a need in our, our industry for people to catch up with you know some of that that marketing on on their websites yeah absolutely the other thing i see too is like for well-established companies it goes like the other way and there's like 100 web pages and you can read through all 100 web pages and you still don't know what the company does yeah you know, it's yeah. like okay cool like but what do you do yeah keep scrolling down can't find <laughs> anything <laughs> so what do you what do you kind of see for 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 joiner going into the future and your other new company yeah so you know i i think that we're really going to be focused my goal is to get to about 20 individuals uh working full-time you know and just being able to find and place them consistently and finding consistent work for them that's sort of my goal here for for the near term um, once I get to that point, I'll be able to start, you know, branching out, hiring, you know, people to help, you know, on a daily, daily basis, rather that's, you know, checking in with, uh, the clients, checking in with the contractors, paperwork, you know, internal, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of, you know, my plan to see, you know, where we grow this year, like I said earlier, we're, I'm on track to do uh, really well individually, um, and, and build that. And, and my goal is really kind of keep it on myself as as much as I can until I can't, you know, handle it right. anymore. Right now I'm in a good spot. Um, so, you know, eventually we'll get to hopefully a, a better, better spot where I'll have to hire people on. But, you know, for me, you know, just taking slow steps and every day I, you know, I have my whiteboard, I have my goals for the day. I lay out three or four things that, Hey, these are things I got to do. And then I'll lay out, you know, a couple minor tasks that, Hey, make sure I call this person at the end of the day, or, you know, get a hold of this client, check in with them, see how they're doing, you know? So it's just those little steps that again, 
you look back on it several months from now, you're going to say, wow, these, all these little tiny things that I did, these steps now look where I'm at. I'm, I'm halfway up the mountain or I'm at the top of the mountain. Um, so that's, that's, that's to me where, where I just try to stay focused. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of cool, kind of ironic. We, we also just started, uh, another company in January, uh, elite properties, completely unrelated, but, yeah. uh, and it's also, also kind of more just like a silent business. Probably people won't hardly hear much about it at all. And it, I'm kind of just like utilizing myself as a resource. Uh, Jenna's involved in it. Um, but really like not looking to like increase any overheads or anything like that. Just like grind it out. Like, right. Just let it, let it bring in cash and, and, uh, not, not necessarily build it out to be a, a huge, huge empire right. or anything, but just be a little something there. Yep. Yep. And, and again, but you're going to lean on so many of these past experiences that you've had and just crush it because, you know, you've got all these lessons learned. Whereas, you know, somebody who maybe again was, was afraid, Oh yeah, well, I was thinking about starting my own business or did this for the last two years. Now, if they wanted to jump into real estate, like you did, they're going to say, Oh no, I'm going to have so many new struggles, but where somebody with like you now you have all this experience. So, Oh, I know what to do now. Oh, I know who to call. I know what we need. And, yeah. you know, just again, just having that experience alone is going to make it so much better for you in the future. Yeah, it's really crazy because like, I think like definitely starting a business is one of those things where it's like it's the not knowing part that's scary. Yeah. Because like after you've been through the experience, I remember when I started Elite, I was like, I'm done. Like I like well, after it's like legalized, I was like, that's it. Like this is like kind of strange. Like I feel like there should have been more of a process to start a company, you know, and uh and and then so like whenever it come to like starting this other one like it was kind of like just a flip of a light switch it's like okay we're gonna do it we pay you know a little bit of money and then you know now it's a legalized thing and you know there's the whole like operation investment side of the thing but uh yeah all, all the business parts kind of just come easy i know that like how i can how it can be operated and and you know and you, and you know how to set up quickbooks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, that was the, that was the second thing that happened. Started the bank account, started QuickBooks. <laughs> it, it, but but again, it's the the thing you start right, and that's what <laughs> most people are so afraid of. And you know, another reason why I started Joiner was I've always wanted to own my own company, right? I've been I've been thinking about when I was contracting ten years ago. I said, man, I'd really love to own my own company, start my own. I had a business model, everything, and you know what I did? Nothing. Mm. You know, looking back on it, ten years ago, I where where this company would be now, who knows, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but again, it's just that the fear and everything. And then that when COVID hit it, like kind of just put everything in perspective for me. Like, you know what, if you don't do it now, you're going to be the classic, you know, 80 year old on your deathbed regret. regret. And that's what I didn't want. And so I just tell everybody, if you get that opportunity, just jump. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, that's my, my measurement of like how, how I decide like what I should or shouldn't do is, is when I'm, when I'm 80 years old and I'm on my deathbed, like, what am I going to think about this situation? Yeah. I do that a lot with like, you know, cause it, we have me and Jenna together have six kids. So wow. we gotta, <laughs> you know, I, I'm also like a workaholic and, and so like got to analyze, like, you know, am I spending the proper amount of time in business? Am I spending the proper amount of time with the kids? You know, am I going to regret this at a certain age? So like, I think it's very important to like, look at it through that lens. And like, I think most of your decisions will be appropriate if you look at them in that way. Yep. And that's a great way to do it. And, um, you know, it's, it's also something that if you put it, any, any decision that you make in business, right. How am I going to look at this in the future? Right. Will I regret not doing this? Will I, you know, be upset at myself for trying 
probably not. Um, you know, and, and, and like I tell everybody, just bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. There's no one else who's going to want you to succeed more than you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as long as you got that drive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think like, like you said, like you don't regret like a failure necessarily. Like yeah. if a lead out, if like a lead automation doesn't make it, I'll, I'll be pretty upset. I have no clue what I'm going to do, but I'm sure there's somebody they'll hire me. I mean, they, yeah, you'll, you'll, that you'll figure it out. Over. You'll be all right. Yeah. And, and you know what, you'll have an awesome story to tell a great experience yeah. and you know, probably, <laughs> you know, not that you are going to fail, but the next group that hires you are going to be like, Oh man, you got all this experience. You, you might have yeah. people reaching out to you, you know, from accounting or, you know, people from the sales team, how'd you get this project? Yeah. You know? So it's just the, the overall learning experience, right. Is just going to put yeah. you above, anybody else who hasn't done it. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on, on the amount of, uh, work experience prior to starting a company? Um, yeah, I, it just depends on the individual, right? If, if I was coming out of Ferris back in 2008 and there was a company like Joiner, I could have handled it, right? I would have said, okay, I'm a weld engineer, got some programming experience. Um, you know, I'm driven, hardworking, willing to, you know, work on the road, work 300 days a year, you know, not at home. Um, you know, I could have handled it, whereas other individuals, you know, need that experience. Um, you know, so what I always tell people generally nowadays, especially with the, the younger kids, I tell them, go get a couple years of experience, um, build, build some clients, get some, you know, see some new things that you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And then, then look at it um, again right now, generally the people that I'm using have at least, at least 10 years of experience, right. um, you know, so get that experience first, build a strong base. And, and I tell everybody, especially the younger kids, get into contracting, build an amazing base. Which would you rather have somebody who's worked at one company, worked on one robot their entire career? after you know five years say hey i want to jump into something new or would you hire the individual like myself who had worked at you know after five years on five different types of robots seen all these different projects mm -hmm. then traveled all over the world seen all different types of applications whose resume are you going to pick right? right um so then at that point you can turn around and say well i think i can start my own business at this point yeah. um so that that's that's the advice i always give people yeah. you know i just think it's you know, build, build a strong base. If you can do it consulting, great. If not, you know, do it at your nine to five and then volunteer somewhere, find a mentor, you know, reach out, go to, go to different automation events, things like that. Um, and then really, you know, you build that strong foundation so where you're not just a, a one trick pony, right? You have the, a, a strong base and a strong network. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the, the biggest, I say like mistakes or downfalls that I, that I made was I was very much like engineer project manager type of type of individual and uh, you know, doing project based work. The interface with the customer was kind of very, very little. And, yeah. and I, I wish I'd have put a lot more energy into like saving, you know, Billy Joe's contact information and, and, and how I can get a hold of him into the future. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of keeping up with where they're at in their career. And that's another great point. So back in the day, there was only Facebook, right? So it wasn't <laughs> LinkedIn. So I would add a bunch of people that I worked with. Well, then over the years, I hadn't talked to them in a while. And I did my, you know, annual cleansing of people that I hadn't talked to in forever. And a lot of those contacts I lost and now I can't find them. I can't remember them. 
you know, who, who did I work with, you know, in this project in Kansas city, who was I working with down in Kentucky? I, you know, I can't, I can't remember. Um, so, so that is one of another, you know, regret. And that's why I mentioned earlier networking, yep. you know, now with places like LinkedIn, it's great. Super business professional can reach out to people, um, that you have and haven't met, which is nice. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, definitely that's, that's another, I guess, a little regret that I had was you know, getting rid of, you know, cleansing, cleansing the Facebook yeah. uh, page a little bit to, uh, lose so, some of the contacts that later when you go, oh, shoot, if, if I would have had them still, you know, we were good, good buds just hadn't talked in 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, would have been a good, good phone call to make. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually like, kind of like going into that deeper, like, there's a lot of people that like, so like I have the marketing team uh, tasked to like find me uh, everybody. Not, I don't know how you say everybody, but, but individuals is like Facebooks and Instagrams and, and these different, these different social media profiles. So that way we can stay connected on like a deeper level. Right. Yeah. We're not, it's not just LinkedIn. If anything ever happens to LinkedIn, like we've, I mean, we've personally experienced too, where like LinkedIn accounts getting deleted. What happened yeah. then? Like, you know, you, you essentially uh, could lose all those, all those contacts that you have there. And then just secondly, like even the individuals who are on LinkedIn, they generally have like a social media platform. That's their preferred platform outside yeah. of LinkedIn, right. It's Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Right. But uh, you know, with that being said, it's like, it's another, it's another place to connect with individuals. It's another place to remember individuals. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't use social media very much at all. But I do. Me neither. <laughs> but I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, like, if I scroll social media, I do probably scroll LinkedIn and Facebook almost equally. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. may, maybe. I mean, I don't scroll very much at all. But you know, it's like it. I notice I more frequently click on Facebook, and I notice yeah. like within two scrolls, I'm like, I really don't want to see a lot of things that are on Facebook. So I go. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and I guess that's another good point because I. I should I shouldn't say I, I don't have uh, Facebook on my phone, but I do have it for my business. Um, but when I do post, I also look to post in groups, right? And what's cool is using them is there's different groups there and people uh, that follow that and that aren't on LinkedIn. So you know if I'm if I'm sending out information on industrial robots, I might post it on LinkedIn, but then I'll also go to my Facebook groups that I'm in where there maybe even you know. 20, 30, 50,000 yeah. people post that same information there as well and try to gain new followers that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way of going about it. Yeah. I think like, you know, like back, back before, probably before both of our times, but uh, it was like really like, like Reddit was such a big deal, like before YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, it still is kind of a big deal, but yeah. like that was all you had. And like, I think that like people kind of like, uh, ignore some of these like older tactics like there's definitely a segregation there's people like that are still like 100 using reddit and yeah. then there's like other people are like what's reddit you know what i mean yeah. so, yeah. like uh i think like doing the merge of all things like that's one of my big like it's a marketing strategy and just like uh, i'll say marketing because that's really the category it falls under but i don't really right. look at it as, as marketing but it's the just being in as many places as you can Right. Not only just to like post there, but to like be there and like consume, see what other people are talking about. I think that's super important. And it's just, it's again, it just goes back to the networking portion. Right. I mean, it's just, yeah. what can you share with new people? Find out, 
you know, new stuff. It's, it's an awesome opportunity. Um, that is the one good side about social media. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Keegan, what are some, what are some other valuable points that you can add to the community? Um, I, I'd say just be open-minded to learn. Um, that's, that's one thing that's super uh, helpful for me. And, and again, until I really went and did a lot of innovation stuff in Germany, you know, I guess I was limiting myself. And, um, and, and it's something that I think no matter what field you're in, no matter what industry, as long as you're willing to learn new things and grow, I think your career will also grow it's, it's something that you see a lot of people just, you know, Hey, I'm just going to do my job, do my nine to five and I'm done. I'm out. But you see the people that are successful in that company and the ones that are successful, they've got other things going on. They're, they're interested in drones on the side. They're, they're messing with toy robots with their kids, right? They're, these people are, are reading books on sales or reading books on automation, right? And they're, they're expanding their knowledge. So, so definitely look to always learn and, you know, however that is for you, figure that out, but yeah. it'll only help your career. Yeah, absolutely. One, one other thing that I'm not sure exactly what the data is on it, but it's like an extra hour every evening makes you an expert, an extra hour studying your career field makes you an expert and like, like two years or something like that. Yeah, I would say a couple years probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it, and that doesn't surprise me, right? And now, shoot, it's so easy. Like we talked about, when I'm doing yard work, man, it's either SoundCloud or I'm learning something. And yeah. sometimes it goes back and forth. And sometimes I get a good book. I'm reading that book and I'm and I'm done with it in three days. Yeah. Um, you know, so whether you're listening in your car, listen mm-hmm. to podcasts or or anything else, it's just uh learn, learn more in your industry. That's definitely a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's been like a big one too. Like learn, learn more in your industry as well. Like I always worked a lot of hours. I, I feel like I gained a lot of uh, knowledge and experience that became to like the expert level that I am from just putting in so many hours of work. And then, you know, like spending some time outside of work, learning more things about like the robot program or whatever the thing is, I was kind of spending my time doing, um, you know, but it, uh, it really boils down to like spending that extra energy on, on, yeah. on tasks outside of your normal work hours. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's really, um, again, it's only going to help you. It's it, you're learning things that may not relate right now, but could relate in five, 10 years. Um, you know, like we even talked about, right. Just even jumping into your own business and then, then going into, uh, this new business venture in, in real estate, you know, you're going to learn so much from, from that last experience. And, you know, you may have thought, Hey, this may not correlate to, to this industry, but find out it does, Yeah, uh, you know, that, so that's, that's critical, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Keegan, where can people find you at? Uh, LinkedIn, pretty, pretty, uh, active on that. Uh, if not there, you can, you can check out our YouTube channels for finding automation or engineers in automation and joiner services. So, um, appreciate you having me on and, uh, yeah, it was great talking today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here. All right. Take care.